Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's program was brought to you by Fairway Market, like no other market. A New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Deadspin.com, and my guests today are Casey Johnston and Cesar Torres of The Sweet Home. Hi, Casey and Cesar. Hi. Hello. Super excited to have you guys here. The Sweet Home is one of my favorite sites because it is indispensable for me to do my job. Um, I'm going to have you guys explain a little bit more about the site. Let me introduce you first, more officially. Casey Johnston is the lead editor of The Wirecutter and The Sweet Home. Prior to that, Casey went to engineering school for applied physics. That is all going to make a lot more sense when we get into what more specifically they do at the wire cutter in the suite home. Um, and she worked as a tech journalist at Ars Technica. She has also written for The All, as I have, Matter, Hazlitt, and Vice. Cesar is the managing editor at the wire cutter in the suite home. He is also the author of the sci fi novel 13 Secret Cities, published by Solar Six Books. Um, so I mentioned that I love the Sweet Home. It is one of my go-to sources, um, along with Consumer Reports and the Good Housekeeping Institute, um, when I want to give my readers and listeners product recommendations. Um, I'm going to have you guys describe the mission and point of view of the, the two sites, the Sweet Home and the Wire Cutter, for our listeners. Um, before we, I let you do that. I'm going to say that I like the sweet home so much more than Consumer Reports and Good Housekeeping Institute because it's like human. It's human. And those two are kind of not super human. They're super, but they're not human. So anyway, so I'm going to have you guys... and bone and soul. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. Bear, and, that, and that comes through in the writing. So I'm going to have you guys, um, just in your own words, describe what the, what the mission and the point of view of the two sites is. Great. Uh, how about I describe the wire cutter and then Casey can talk about Sweet Home. That sounds perfect. Yeah, the wire cutter is a guide that recommends the best technology for people. So we do lots of research and testing. And for those of you who have never visited the site, it's thewirecutter.com. And you can find our recommendation for the best product across the category uh, for pretty much anything. Bluetooth speakers, computers. Vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaners. Yes. Uh, the Sweet Home, the pitch is uh, very similar, uh, finding the best products in lots of different categories, but uh, it's all focused on home stuff. Uh, vacuum cleaners is probably more of a Sweet Home thing. Uh, electric toothbrushes, LED bulbs. Mascara. Uh, mascara is a new one. I just saw you guys did the mascara one. Yes. So to- totally off topic for what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we're going to talk about lube briefly. 
Uh, and we're going to spend most of our time talking about laundry detergent. But a little off topic, they just published um, the guide to mascaras, and it was the Buxom brand, which I always see at Sephora, mm-hmm. and I've it's, never bought. It but is I'm, a Sephora exclusive brand. It's actually the Buxom, specifically the waterproof one. Okay, is our pick. Yes. Okay, and that's Sephora exclusive. It is. Okay. Uh, Buxom cool. is part of uh, Bare Essentials. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very interesting how all these things—they're all—they're all knitted by together. All owned by one like everything <laughs> in real life is owned by like Estee Lauder and L'Oreal. I found out it's amazing, isn't it? Right, yeah. and I mean, you think about the way the different way that these products are all marketed, and really, it's, mm-hmm. it's all going in the same pocket. <laughs> Pretty it's much, so interesting that they're all in—they're in competition with themselves. Yeah, but that's the market. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. That is it. So, in any event, so yeah, I saw that, and I was I was very excited because I am due up. For a new mascara, because mascara is the one makeup that you like have to replace, and you actually really, really, really have to replace mm-hmm. often. I think it's, I think the rule is, I I wrote about this recently. I think the rule is every three months, which seems so extreme to me, but every three months, I would say every three months. Rules. If you do use it like every, every day, day, you could probably get away with every four to six if it's like a weekend thing or like an occasional night thing for yeah. you. It's just like it gets gross with your eye, your eye. Yeah, and the reason germs. the reason for that, even as we go wildly off topic, this happens all the time <laughs> to me. Um, the reason for the the um, the need to replace mascara so often is because of the plunging motion um, that that breeds mm-hmm. excess. And, and just the fact that it's on your eyes. Um, so anyway, but that's another show. I'm going to have to have Casey back and we'll talk about <laughs> makeup and cleaning. Because makeup is a bear to clean, which mm-hmm. we're going to get into a lot in the second segment when we talk about laundry detergent. But before we do that, as we were preparing for the show, Cesar told me that they one of the guides that he is working on um, is for personal lubricant. And I promise that this little segment will not be um, as X-rated as last week's program with Maureen O'Connor on sex stains. Uh, we'll, we'll keep this um, to PG-13 rated. Um, but I quickly wanted to talk a little bit about lube stains in particular because it is a good follow-up on uh, on last week's show when we were talking about you know sex- sexual messes in general. Um, and then I, I also had just like a curious monkey question for Cesar about how how they're testing um so so what i wanted to talk about when it comes to lube stains um is the difference between the two primary kinds of loop which in the testing that the sweet home is going to do on this this is i i already know without knowing that this is going to come up but essentially the two kinds of lube that you're going to find out there are water-based or silicon-based that's correct. That, yep. That's generally what's out there. Yeah. Yep. And some people have um, a preference for one or the other just, just on uh, feel, as you might imagine. Um, the silicone ones tend to get a little bit of a higher rating in terms of the feel of them. They are a bit slip, more slippery. Um, the reason that they are not as popular as the water-based ones is that they are a bear to get out stain wise so um from a stain stain perspective if you're if you have very nice sheets or if you're just a person who um is annoyed by stains or who doesn't want to do very laundry very often stick with the water-based one uh if you don't you are going to end up like our my reader abigail who wrote this question to me actually Cesar, do you want to read this question do you want to do you want to pretend that you're reader sure. Ab- Abigail and read this, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about what what we do about silicon. Abigail's loop. gonna sound a little hoarse. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, that that middle one, yeah. Yeah, great. Question one. Dear clean person, 
I had an amazing weekend, but now I am stuck with silicone lube stains on my nice cotton duvet. Is there any saving it? Already washed and dried, and I didn't even know it was silicone based. There are so many naysayers on the internet, but I believe in you. All right. <clears throat> so, I love that question. I love I love it because she believes in me. I believe in you, Abigail. Can I, I ask first what a sil- what a silicone based lube stain does actually look like? Yeah, so let's let's yeah. talk about what we did, what we're working on. That guy is publishing this uh, this fall. Awesome! So I'm very excited racing. for that. And I'll tell you that that Maureen O'Connor, who was here with me last week, who is the sex columnist for New York Magazine, was particularly excited when I told her you guys were working on that. <laughs> she was like, "I'm gonna be on the lookout for that. I'm gonna listen to the show." Um, so I think I'll take I'll take Casey asked a very good question. It basically a silicone lube stain will look like a grease stain. Okay. Yeah, it's going to give the same appearance of a grease stain. Like if you, Ugh, um, grease yeah, grease stains are a bear. They're, they really are. I have a trick for that. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm curious. I have I have ideas of how to treat the stains, but I actually want to hear from you. Yeah, sure. So uh, <clears throat> uh, let me just kind of give you guys a, a bit of a hint too on uh, what some of our picks were because. Ooh. You know, there are these two categories, and we're, we're, we're always very happy to kind of shed light on some of the picks that are coming up in these guides. But uh, we wanted to find the best lube for most people. So this is going to be sort of where your listeners might want to sort of take some notes and think about, am I the average person? Because for most people, what we looked for uh, was a combination of how it feels, how it smells, how it tastes, how long it lasts. And then we also looked at stains as a sort of a secondary uh, factor. And uh, for sure, across the board in our tests uh, with laundry, so, uh, silicone stains, just like you said, it's a, it's a grease stain. And um, in our testing, we didn't actually try to work on hard removal methods. What it did do, though, is every time we applied silicone uh, lube to a sheet, it stayed in there kind of permanently. It stayed, yeah. And that, that's exactly. been my own personal experience in uh, using those products. Mm-hmm. Uh, silicone lubes are some of the best. If you want the best feel, they're pretty amazing. Uh, they're very easy to work with, but, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a huge trade-off when you're, when you're choosing. Total trade-off. Um, yeah, it really is. It's, it's feel, feel over, uh, you know, the, the stain factor. And the stain factor isn't a small factor. So, um, you know, I know, so, I know some people will have sort of a dedicated set of sheets, um, if they're, if that's what, you know, their, their preference is, um, well, we should also talk a little bit about, I do have a couple of stain removal tricks. I even wrote them down in longhand. I would, I would love to hear them because, uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah. Uh, and then we should team up and we should do a, a more extensive study on these, on all these, uh, tricks that I have. So, yeah. um, so the, so the first thing is actually just to talk about the water-based lubricant because water-based lubricant stain will stain, it won't stain permanently and it's actually very easy to remove. So if you do end up with a, a sort of spot on your sheet, um, best thing to do is just pre-treat it with a, a laundry, um, stain removing spray, pick an enzymatic one because you're, it's likely that that lube stain also contains elements of protein stain. Uh, my old rule of thumb is if it comes out of you, it's a protein stain. Uh, so and we won't, because we're trying to keep this a little bit cleaner than uh, than last week's, we won't go any further than that. Um, so a good enzymatic stain removing treatment like Zout is very good. Uh, and then just launder it and you'll be fine. If you have a silicone-based lube stain, if you can treat it while it's fresh, which I understand is about the least sexy thing I could possibly recommend, uh, but if you can treat it when, you, when it's fresh, you, you're going to have a much better chance of getting it out uh, a little bit of dish soap or even liquid laundry detergent just like on a fresh stain is really, really going to help. Because again, it does have a, many of the properties of a grease stain. 
Um, for older stains, again, because it has properties of a grease stain, you can use um, a citrus degreasing product. Zep makes a very good one. Desolvit, which is D-E-S-O-L-V-I-T. So dissolve it, desolve it, hmm. um, is another very good one. So you, those are sprays. You spray them on the stain, let it penetrate. It's uh, <laughs> an unfortunate choice of words <laughs> on my part. Uh, and, then, and then launder it. Um, another thing that will that will work is toy cleaner, personal toy cleaner, not like Lego cleaner. Uh, personal toy cleaner. There's a brand called Wet. Uh, Wet. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that the same brand as the brand for lubricants? Yes, it yeah, is. So right. Wet Wet is a is a brand that makes a number of different products. They make a lubricant. They also make a toy cleaner called Keep It Clean. That will work. There are other toy cleaners out there. That's just one name to mention for people to look out for. Um, the other two things to try dry cleaning fluid. Uh, if you feel comfortable working with, with uh, heavy-duty solvents, dry cleaning fluid will do it. There's also a product called K2R, which... Um, is a, a weird and very good product. You can find it at the hardware store, find it at Amazon, those kinds of places. Um, that works in, in a way that's similar to dry cleaning solvents, but it's a little bit easier for an at-home user to use. So those would be my recommendations for people with, with silicone lube stain issues. Um, I, I want to try those out. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, we'll, we'll t- I want you to try this because I actually would like to have the full sweet home testing suite of, <laughs> <laughs> of methods. You want to know what we did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, which leads me right into we have, we have another minute or so before we have to kick sure. to a break. I want to ask... This is, I mean, this maybe this is a little personal, but I want to know, like, how are you testing the lubes? <laughs> like you said, so you said yeah. you were tasting them. That's one of them, which is a which is a big thing. And there are flavored lubes out there. Um, I'm actually, I would be definitely curious to know if the flavored ones end up staining a little bit more because I think that they often also have a pigment in them that goes along with the the flavor. Like the lime would be green. Green lube, you guys. Sounds really gruesome. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version of everything we did. Okay. First of all, we we excluded flavored ones oh, because we were okay. going for what works for most people okay. and that kind of stuff. The ones with uh, tingly kind of chemicals, etc. We just removed those. We went for like your basic lubes. Uh, what we do first is we look at other reviews. We quickly uh, removed some uh, lubes based on some of the ingredients that were more controversial. Okay. What we ended up with was a list of about fifteen that I sat down and actually uh tested on the back of my wrist okay <laughs> tasted smelled but i actually kind of tasted and drank little bits of lube it was very interesting <laughs> uh, which is how we ended up with uh, good clean love for our top pick okay water-based because it actually has a very good taste if you happen to get it in your mouth right uh and then as the last step we actually sent out uh the the 10 lubes that we uh selected to couples that could test them out at home for a few weeks oh, and then they sent so us their feedback Okay, so, uh, so I figured that there was some element of you know actual. But look, that's real people tested real this, people and we used uh, it was different genders, different uh, you know sort of sex lives and, and orientations, and so uh, yeah. yeah, very very interesting. All right, well on that note, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Casey Sesser and I will be back in just a minute to talk all about laundry detergent, a little a little cleaner. I'm Jolie Carrot. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Yes, and this break song is called Meeting at the Docks, and it's by Rectech, the one and only Rectech. We'll be right back after a short break. 
still paying attention? Are you there? Hello, 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 hello. I'm talking to you. Hi. Hey, this is Jack Inslee. I'm the executive producer here at Heritage Radio Network. I've been here at the station since 2009, and I cannot believe just how much this network has grown over that time. We've been able to grow because of donations from people like you. So if you're enjoying this, if you laughed, if you learned something, contribute anything. A dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, anything counts. And trust me, we'll appreciate seeing your name come through on the donations. So consider visiting heritageradionetwork.org, click on that little beating heart, the donate button, and show us you care. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins from Fairway Markets. I've devoted my idiot career to the old ways, the old recipes, the old tools, the old geography of where serious foods come from for centuries. And I've strived to make these wonderful things available to New Yorkers for 37 years. So it's a fait accompli for us to support Heritage Radio Network. And I hope you will too, and I hope you'll keep tuning in. For more information, please visit fairwaymarket.com. Hello, and welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. My guests today are Casey Johnston and Cesar Torres from The Sweet Home. We've been talking about personal lubricants and how uh, about how The Sweet Home tests uh, the products that they're going to recommend. So we heard a little bit about how they... Uh, handled the testing of the personal lubricants, which was just interesting to me, I guess, because I'm, well, I mean, listen, my readers and my listeners know that I have a dirty mind, clean person, dirty mind. Um, and so actually on the break, um, Casey was just telling me that they are um, starting to work on a guide for condoms. That's correct. Yeah. And you're going to use a panel we approach. Are, yes. <laughs> similar approach to lube. We are... Um, we're actually just about to send out the testing uh, packets to all of the panelists. But, uh, yeah, condoms are going to be lots of different sizes, lots of different, uh, I think, Oh, I'm curious. I'll be curious about the, yeah. the size thing. Yes. Because I actually kind of think this, well, uh, we hope. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of believe that the size thing with condoms is not actually an issue because I've seen those things stretch. They do stretch, but I think, I think I think men I think men like to like you know. There's there was they, an article recently that was like men make too big a deal out of how yeah. like uncomfortable condoms <laughs> are. It's if like, if I right. can add something here, I think yeah, most men are, are definitely falling in that average category. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's why I call it average. Yeah. yeah well, we are here. There are a few outliers, so I guess some people do need the help. We yeah. are here to answer that question in force and be like, listen, if you have a size problem, we have all we're going to test all sizes, and we will be able to tell you like. You're this big. Here's the condom exactly for you, and there will be no more complaining about sizing issues or a condom being too small or like I love you're it. buying it too big because you think too much of yourself or whatever. It's gonna we're gonna take care of all of it. I would I would have loved to have been in the room as you as you picked out the panelists, right? Because you have to get a cross section. <laughs> I wasn't of even it. in that room. I, we have we have a wonderful writer Bianca Jarvis who actually also did our sex toys guide. Um, and she handled all of the sort of canvassing of panelists and picking them and uh, getting all like uh, a diverse representation right. of um, not only sizes not only sizes shapes. but like sexual orientations and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, um, singles and couples also. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot of people in there, and it's going to be great. Are you testing female condoms? Oh man, 
I don't. Oh no! Did I just throw a wrench in this? I think, I think we might be testing a couple of them. Okay. It's not the main focus. Yeah. For well, because sure. they're not they're not so regularly yeah. used as to I think rise to the occasion. A- after all right, these years, yeah. a female condom is still kind of it um, really hasn't taken off. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even for gay men, like it's just not that popular. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, let's totally switch gears mm-hmm. and. Um, and talk about laundry detergent. So um, the, the timing of this is incredible to me because um, I don't even think we knew quite how close the timing was going to be when we scheduled you to join me for this. Um, but the Sweet Home actually just updated its detergent recommendations last week. Um, so this is like amazing timing. And, it, and it's it, I, one of the reasons um, I like the site so much, I said when we were uh, when I was introducing you guys that the site is so human and and it is so human and, and in reading the new recommendations one of the things um that i loved so much was that it was it's so transparent about how the testing was done from the first set of recommendations to the second which the first set was really done more based on user feedback than actual like laboratory testing type stuff and the second round was really um done like Good Housekeeping Institute style with the swatches and the multiple rounds of laundry and it was photographed and it was fascinating and it was long. <laughs> so we have a we have so much to talk about this because the article was so dense. I will link to that piece um, in the companion post that goes up with this podcast so that people can read it and they should. Um, it's incredibly well arranged. It's arranged if you if you are interested specifically in baby detergents. There's a, a section that you can easily jump to uh, to read all about the baby detergents. Same with green detergents pods laundry pods now you guys found that you're kind of down on the laundry pods we are you also are down on the baby detergents yes and a little bit and a little little bit bit. down on the the free and clear eco and we'll talk about the reasons why for all of those not that they're bad products but just that i the the thing with all of them was sort of what you found was you don't need them Mm -hmm. you don't need them Mm -hmm. you don't need to and they're and they're spendy you'll spend more for them and that's right. the marketing ploy. That's the case for a lot of baby stuff, I think, yeah. across a lot of products. Sometimes it's really necessary. Other times it's yeah. just sort of marketing. Exactly. Um, and in fact, this morning, as I was doing my final prep for the show, I was emailing with a girlfriend who is expecting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thing, um, and we were talking about the laundry. She's she's already primed up. She's like, I have so many questions. I started an email chain with her, um, and I said, just put every for the next like what five years, put every question here, and then I'm just going to turn this email chain into a book, and it'll be great. <laughs> so thank you. You're going to do half my work for me. Amazing. Um, but with this, so this morning we started to talk about detergents, and I told her exactly that. Um, and she's a devotee of the Sweet Home also, so she had already read it. Uh, but we had a whole whole interesting conversation. She said she, this is her quote that was funny. She said, "I've decided that draft is a crock." Wow. <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's a it's a good laundry detergent, but it is spendier, and you don't need it." Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell our listeners what the current choice is. Yeah, go for it. Um, so the current choice is. 
Tide plus bleach alternative HE liquid. Um, do you, Casey, do you want to talk a little bit about the HE detergent rules uh, sure. and how and how those work? I mean, it's very simple. HE HE is high. Efficiency, efficiency, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I should know that. That's uh, okay. No, no, no. I think people get people who like us work with this stuff. We get so used to saying HE that we forget right. what it actually what stands actually for. We know it. So high efficiency machines. One of the ways in, in which they work and are high efficiency is that they use low water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, uh, sudsing over over sudsing becomes a huge issue with that. And that's why they're special detergents. And then you can sort of pick up from there. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're they're HE and non HE detergents. Um, the thing about HE detergents, you can use them in any machine. You cannot use a non-HE detergent in a HE machine. Right. So exactly. an HE detergent is, is universal. Yes. Yeah, it's universal. It's going to be for any machine. But right. a non-HE is not universal. Right. It should only be used in, in standard, regular washing machines. Right. Um, another thing to add about that, um, the American Cleaning Institute um, cautions... Uh, that there are detergents that will label themselves as HE compatible. Hmm. That is a lie. That's a marketing. That's a marketing lie. I have to, I used to work in marketing, so I like I I secretly am like good on you, marketing people, for pulling one over. That's your job. It's to pull one over. You so know? when they pull say um, when they say HE, what am I saying? HE compatible. That's that means it's a non HE detergent. It is. Yeah. It's tricky. So just wow. be careful. And not, not all of them, but be very careful um, that if you see the words HE compatible, just know that your little antenna should go up uh, and maybe don't take the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's that's my... And you have nothing to lose by just buying an HE, fully HE that's right. detergent. That's right. Exactly. Um, the Sweet Home in this guide uh, also offers a few other selection um, of go- a very good recommend- recommended detergent. So I want to read those off to you. Um, the sec- the, run- the runner-up uh, is Tide Ultra Stain Release Liquid. Uh, the reason that that was a runner-up was that it was a touch pricier per load. Uh, the Tide that they recommend... Um, was I think thirty six cents a load, and the the ultra stain release was forty cents a load, and was very good on certain stains, but was less good on other stains. So the um, the Tide Plus Bleach Alternative HE Liquid was the one that really across the board kind of got them all. Mm-hmm. But the the ultra stain release one was very good too. Their green pick uh, is Ecover Zero Powder. Um, that's also going to be any any kind of green or eco-friendly picks are going to be the ones that will be very good for anyone with allergies. Um, although there was quite a lot, quite a lot of information <laughs> about detergent aller- allergies and the fact that basically no one really has a detergent allergy. It's irritation. You're not allergic. You're just right. slightly irritated. And, and it could have <laughs> something to do with how you do your laundry or if you follow the instructions or not right. on how much detergent to yeah, put in. More, so, more often than yeah. not, it's not the detergent. It's the fact that you're using way, way, way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and as actually a side note, um, I, I want to mention this for women. Um, I'm sorry that this is a little bit personal. But for women who are prone to yeast infections... Um, you should be very diligent about not overdosing on your detergent. Oftentimes, the, um, having too much detergent in your laundry means that the laundry won't wash clean, and having an excess of soap in your underwear will cause irritation and can lead to yeast infection. So if you're noticing that that's happening, 
you know, switch to a, a cl- free and clear type, sure. But more importantly, stop using so much. Even think about maybe running your underwear through um, just a plain hot cycle to like force everything, force any excess detergent out. Um, we are going to talk about hot and cold too, because mm-hmm. the sweet home has a very, very definite point of view on on um, on hot and cold oh, yeah. water. Uh, the last pick to mention uh, is their budget pick, which is Kirkland's Ultra Clean Liquid. That's Kirkland is the Costco store brand. Yes. Um, there was another budget pick that got knocked out, which was the Target Up and Up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still recommended, and in part that's recommended because not everybody has access to Costco. Right. It's, it's a membership club. Uh, Although, and not everywhere. But you can find it on Amazon now. Oh, can you? Kirkland? Yes. Oh, really? So yes. Ooh. You can there, also so, yeah. shop Costco online. You still need a membership, I guess, but you can yes. buy okay. Costco stuff online. Okay. I found out. All right. It's, it's actually one of know. the reasons that came in um, <clears throat> into this particular guide right. uh, for our new picks. Because, we had, uh, we had a, starting to be available. There. A lot of because arguments. Of access. Or not a lot of arguments. We had contentious. We had contentions about uh, should we include the house brands of retail chains that require membership or like right. whether like if that's not available everybody should it be yeah. in contention and uh we decided yes for uh for kirkland at least and i think costco is widespread enough that it's worth including with the with the asterisks right saying, it's like, worth it for people yeah. to know that that because it's it was an extremely good uh detergent and it's very very cheap it's very cheap it was like i don't i want to I'm, I'm five cents a load was there was no, one sun was, was five cents a load yeah, that was, it was but that the, wasn't recommended I want to say it was in the teens but it was in the teens 18 cents 16 cents 18 cents, 16 cents, 18 cents, 18 cents yeah something like that it was right. very in a pinch we all know somebody who uh, has a Costco membership sure. so just go ask them to pick yeah, it up right? exactly mm-hmm. exactly so and there was an alternative because the Target house brand the up and up was one mm-hmm. and you know everyone any anyone can walk into a Target yeah um, so here I want to I want to ask um a reader. I'm going to read a very short reader question. I did over the summer, um, and I'm going to make it kind of a recurring feature of Ask a Clean Person, the column. I did a whole month this summer called Laundry School for Deadspin, um, where I'd answered shorter questions and met more of them per column and sort of broke them up, like ha- understanding your machines, understanding products, like uh, I, wrinkles was a big thing. Um, and so I got a lot of questions some of which i could get to and some of which i can't and then i will continue to do laundry school from time to time but this was one of the laundry school questions from reader michael he asked is there a difference between the cheap and expensive laundry detergent uh it's a really good question it's a great question uh as a rule um it's hard to say i mean they can it it varies a lot on average expensive detergent the reason it's expensive is the company is doing a lot more R and D, putting a lot more R and D into uh, what they're doing. So it's like uh, an, an inexpensive detergent might get you like eighty percent of the way, but like Tide is going to put in like lots and lots of research into getting that extra twenty percent for you to like bring it all the way. But that said, uh, there are sort of diamonds in the rough with cheap detergents. Also, Kirkland is one of those. Um, our our writer um, for this guide, Lee Creech Burner, who is amazing, has amazing. like an incredible science background, is extremely <laughs> thorough. 
Um, you, I, I'm going to insist that everyone go look at this post just for the photos of how Lee, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about in a second. The photos of how Lee tested this are crazy, mm-hmm. crazy person, crazier than me. <laughs> she also helped uh, us on our lube guide, by the way. Oh, <laughs> she she's she's incredible. And uh, I spoke to her a little bit this morning just to make sure I had everything straight. And she's she said Kirkland is uh, an amazing detergent. It's not it is not the best, but it's. Um, it's really, really good and just worth it if you have access to it and you don't want to spend literally twice as much money on right. detergents. It's it's a great, great detergent. It came in third, I think, in most stains, like second or third. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's wonderful. You can get an inexpensive detergent that will get your clothes clean. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I thought, I liked the question because it's, it's a natural question that people who are not us right. would ask. Right. Like, you know, actual humans <laughs> who don't do this for a living. Of course. Um, and and I, I liked it because the answer is so nuanced. It's like, well, well, regular human, mm-hmm. how much right. time do you have for us to explain this to you? So, and, and there's a few stains that sort of make the difference, right? Yes. Like if you're trying to level up and you're trying to cover things like blood, mm-hmm. uh, then we do make the recommendations for it. These will, will actually get that out. Exactly. And in some cases, there are some, you know, many many of us maybe aren't dealing with blood stains as often. Right. Uh, you know, you might want to pick something else, and we make those picks based on sort of what people might need. So, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I actually just uh, this week have been dealing with, with – a- with blood stains, so that's it's like you knew. Um, every you know, every once in a while, where it's just like, ugh, wine too. Ra- that's rash of, one that, rash uh, of blood stains. Yeah. To deal with. Um, yeah, why I hear wine all the time. Well, because you imagine I hear wine all the time, partly because mm. I drink it. Um, it was I actually I'm, I'm thrilled that you said that because in the, it leads nicely into I want to talk a little bit about how Lee tested all of this. It was fascinating to me and so weird, um, and it, and I I actually learned a lot of kind of weird little things that I picked up. Um, that are that are to the left of the best laundry detergent, but to me were very interesting. Um, so the way that she tested this, she they they picked their selection. Um, they winnowed down uh, in much the same way that Cesar described them winnowing down the lubes that they were going to to test, right? Because you can't test everything. There are hundreds of laundry detergents out there. So they winnowed the list down, and then they um, did a preliminary set of testing got the list down even to a shorter list and did a second round of testing in the machine. The first round of testing, she got, Lee got swatches from a company called Test Fabrics. Um, and, and at Test Fabrics, they offer all different standard swatches with, with whatever stains you, you want. Um, <laughs> and she washed those. This was so funny. The picture of this is amazing. She washed them in a wearing stand mixer, like a like a kitchen, you know, yep. <laughs> like in her kitchen, which I thought was so brilliant. I know that's so clever. Um, it was such a clever way. And but these were the swatches that she picked out for the testing: blood, grass, oil, coffee, chocolate, lipstick, tomatoes, blueberries, and red wine. So those were common. And I think you know, as I was reading the list, I thought, yeah, that seems that seems right. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough. Of all the swatches, she says, this doesn't have to do really with the laundry detergent, it has to do with the stains. Of the swatches she tested, the two most difficult stains were blueberries and lipstick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have guessed that. Lipstick, lipstick, I would have. And the reason is, is that lipstick is a combo stain. Um, right. It's a grease stain, and it's also a pigment stain. Right. So it's a yep. it's a double whammy, which makes it very very difficult. And also, it's not your standard grease stain. It's a it's a more of like viscous 
yeah grease stain. it's like polymers and not well, so much polymers yeah and lipids in there sometimes yeah and yeah. Wa- yeah. waxy yeah right yeah. um but the blue i mean i know i know the look the the blue purple and red stains right mm-hmm. the grape juice the strawberries those are like every mom's nightmare mm-hmm. i hear this all the time um there's actually a stain product that's made by the wine away people called red erase that's specifically for like those kids stains the the juice the grapes the grape jelly all that kind of stuff hmm. um but i wouldn't have expected that blueberry was so dastardly yeah i don't know what it is in blueberries that makes it so like permanent yeah i remember asking her about this and she said that blueberry was a very hard stain to assess because some detergents deal with it it's almost like blueberry has actually two different colors in it because mm. some detergents make blueberry stains sort of brown or reddish yes that's how they deal with it and some of them make them more purple yes and lee's theory was that the liquids it was a difference between liquid and powder in the way that they responded to a blueberry stain which was Mm -hmm. so extra weird to me Mm -hmm. so i have no explanation for why this all happened this Mm -hmm. way but it was just an in there these interesting little pockets um of information that didn't actually have to do with laundry church and then really just were about the nature of different stains so i mean of course i would find that interesting i'm Probably no one else does, but that's all right. No, I thought it was great. Um, so, um, a few other of these little things that I that I pulled out um, that I wanted to to mention. Um, oh, first, before we go on, so we, I should say, you guys, the Sweet Home is super pro cold water wash. Yes. Yeah. You want to uh, talk about why? Yeah, sure. During our testing, um, I believe it was during the first version of the guide, we found that, or Lee found that, washing clothes. At first, she did, I think, a range of temperatures. Or maybe she only did warm and cold. She did warm and cold. She did warm and cold. Which is fine. Which is right. And found that water temperature did not make a substantial difference in how well detergent was able to take out stains. Yeah. So it's like, just wash your clothes in cold water always. It never makes a difference to use warmer water. Yeah. So um, IO9, which is the... God, I don't even know how I would describe IO9... One of the Gawker it's media sites. That's the best I'm going to do. How would you sci-fi, guys do sci-fi? Sci-fi geekery. For the modern person. But for the modern person, yeah. Except that they, too. yeah, fantasy. I know they do. I feel like I'm constantly clicking through to like the like genre, mid- middle, medieval history articles that they're writing. They're, it's fabulous. I love IO9. Yes. I love IO9. IO9 of all of, all of the Gawker media sites recent somewhat recently <laughs> wrote like a screed about using cold water only oh, wow. um, that got a lot of attention. And so the... The Deadspin readers, um, when I was doing laundry school, wanted to to know my thoughts on it, and I mean, my, which I said I was like, my thoughts are if IO9 tells me to do something, I'm going to do it, because hmm. otherwise they're going to sick the dragons on me. Right? Yeah. Right. I think they've got the dragons, so I that's it. Like, but yeah, but so the sweet home feels that way too. Um, I mean, it's you know, it'll save energy. It's one one thing that Lee pointed out in the guide was that it's better for your clothes. It's going to cause less wear and tear right. than the hot water. Um, that is especially true. I bang on this all the time for my readers. That is especially, especially true of any kind of um, garments that have elastic in them. So mm-hmm. your your gym gear, which is inevitably also like your expensive stuff too, right? Your gym gear, or at least my gym gear is expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, for ladies, your bras. I mean, I would I would just prefer you didn't put your bras in the machine generally speaking That's but like I, I live in the world dry like, yeah I feel definitely like... do not put it in the dry yeah. i mean I, I, yeah i wrote a thing for cot listen <laughs> if you're gonna wash your bras in the machine i wrote a piece for cosmo recently 
with the t- things you need to know if you're going to do that. So I, I live in the real world with you. I know that you do that. I also want to tell you that I just went for a bra fitting. We're going to get real and personal with Jolie. Um, I just went for a bra fitting at Intimacy. I haven't bought new bras there in over three years. So the lifespan of a bra is never supposed to be more than three years. That's like the end of it. Um, my Intimacy bras, not all of my bras, but my Intimacy bras, my last set, are over well over three years old. They're probably, probably four the I the lady who is fitting me, whose job it is to like sh- bra shame me into buying all new bras, took a look at the three original intimacy bras I had and was like, "These are in such good shape. You can keep wearing these." Wow! And I was like, "Well, they're over three years old." And she was like, "Doesn't matter. You you take very good care of your bras." So listen Amazing. to me. I like I live this and what a credit and, to you. Yeah, and they're expensive, so I'm take glad that I got that. They're expensive mm-hmm. things. They're yeah. very expensive. I mean, I spend money on my bras because um, I yeah you gotta. I just do you gotta. Um, so in any event, so yeah, so that's the. That's the bra thing. So any, but anything with elastic in it, yeah. Avoid the the hot or warm water. Stick with cold. Generally speaking, I mean, unless you really have a heavily soiled item, um, and I mean, something has to be pretty dirty to qualify as heavily soiled. Um, the heavy thing, we we're, we're running out of time, but I do want to touch on this last thing because I think it's pretty interesting and helpful for people. We talked about not using too much detergent. Your detergent should be determined in large part by um, how big the load of laundry is, which makes sense if you stop and think about it, but most people don't stop and think about it. That's okay. Um, and so Lee had a very helpful uh, little chart in the detergent buying guide about how to measure a load of laundry. Mm-hmm. So they're measured by weight. She suggests, if you want to be this compulsive about it, using a, um, a bathroom scale to see okay. how heavy your, your load is in determine it. A small load is 4 to 8 pounds. A medium load is 8 to 12 pounds. That's probably what most of us will have um, on any, for any given wash that we're doing. Uh, a large load is 12 to 15 pounds. That's probably when you're going to find your, your jeans, your sweatshirts, your towels, things that are heavier. Um, and then extra large, which I think Lee described as gargantuan, uh, again, with that sort of human element that mm-hmm. I love so much about the sweet home. But that's uh, when you get into that area where people aren't, like, I mean, if you're doing a load that large, really think about it. I recommend like people take a step, take yeah, a step two, back. Do two loads. Right. I need to separate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she also, I think, uh, mentioned in there, so those are the um, sizes that are developed by the scientists who work on the, right, the, exactly. the detergents. Also check the basket or the, the loading of your, your machine to right. understand like where they mark small, medium, and large. So you can kind of like use Judge, both yeah. to, to get it just right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of um, front loaders, it's a bit harder to see those, those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Or do they even right. have well, them in a front th- loader? Those machines... Usually can weigh themselves, oh, okay. so they, they understand. Like the, the machine knows the machine how much knows. water to add based on okay. the weight. So with those, I think the chart is pretty handy. Yeah, because then it's kind of like a rule of thumb. Right. You, know, you can just in a pinch figure exactly. it out. Exactly. Oh. I don't think I said what the extra large is. So extra mm-hmm. large is fifteen to twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. If you listen, twenty. <laughs> don't put twenty pounds worth of stuff no. in one in one wash cycle. Separate right. them. Do do two ten pound loads. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's a good good note to end on. Um, I man, every week I'm like, how is this over already? <laughs> I want more. I could be here with you guys all day. Uh, hopefully, I will have you back. Um, so I would like to say a huge thank you to my guests today, Casey Johnston and Cesar Torres of the Sweet Home. 
Thanks for having uh, us. This Thank was you. great. To- fascinating. We'll, we'll come back anytime. We're yeah, just down the street. Yeah. Yep. You, you mean, you guys should just have your own show, too. And then I can be a guest on that. And it'll be one big happy family. Of course. Um, thank you also to my engineer, Jack Inslee, and to our sponsor, Fairway. Today's music was provided by Rectech. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing on iTunes and leaving me a rating and telling your friends about my weird little cleaning show that you love so much. Uh, please also go and read The Sweet Home because it's also great. Uh, mostly, I would like, of course, to thank you, my listeners. I'm Jolie Care, and this has been Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Next up is a clip from the food scene. And I mean, you know, I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't always a part of me that had this like daydream fantasy of being somebody in entertainment, but entertainment never really seemed like a viable option. On episode 201 of The Food Scene, YouTube sensation Hannah Hart examines the way that the internet helped kickstart her career. It seemed totally impractical. It's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go out there and like put myself through all that disappointment, all that judgment, all that criticism to try and be, I don't even know, a cog in a wheel of a giant system. No, that doesn't seem good, but I do like making people laugh, and I do like talking to people. And YouTube, blessedly, was that open door. It's kind of like pen and paper, right? So, like, when back when they invented pen and paper, everybody was using pen and paper for different things. And not everybody was using pen and paper to, like, write a book or write a newspaper or do something like that. I think that what's so awesome about YouTube is that you don't... You can make videos for your friends still. Like, you can do what you want online and post it and... It doesn't have to be for the goal of gaining a million subscribers. It really doesn't. And I hope that people don't lose sight of that now that it's kind of become more more mainstream. If you want to hear the rest of Hannah's interview, check out the rest of episode 201 of The Food Scene. And if you're interested in listening to more amazing interviews about the food and restaurant worlds, you can find hundreds of episodes of The Food Scene on heritageradionetwork.org and iTunes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.